The story happened to me late summer of 2018. Every year since 2011, I went on a solo camping trip on a very secluded trail in a section of the Appalachian. Anyway, it was about that time when I decided to pack up my supplies and then head out for another peaceful, calming, fun camping trip. Boy, was I wrong. I take up my car to this very tiny abandoned lot right next to a trail. I head up this trail, and a little later I get cut off into this very rugged dirt path that I'm very familiar with after the years. It's not even a proper path. It's a rugged, beaten up animal trail that goes to this very small clearing. I set up my tent and other equipment before heading out to get wood for a fire that I would later light. About an hour later, I returned to see my little campsite sort of destroyed. The little chairs I had up were flipped, the stuff inside my tent were all over the place, and my bag and its contents were, well, all over the ground. You may be surprised, but I actually didn't think too much of it. This same thing happened just a few years back, and nothing bad occurred afterwards. So I just brushed it off to being some animal, and I cleaned it up. After lighting a fire and eating some food, I zipped up my tent and I headed to bed. Now, here's where everything takes a turn for the worst. At about 2 or 3 in the morning, I then hear shuffling outside my tent. I try to really be reasonable in situations like these, and since I'm in the middle of nature, I'm very confident in some animal. But after 5 minutes, the shuffling sound continues and by this point it's closer, and I can tell that it's not done by an animal. There's footsteps moving around my camp at 2 in the morning, on a very cut-off part from any trail. You better bet that I'm freaking out at this point. I can hear a person moving around my table and actually banging on it, and then my worst fear happened. He tries to open the tin zipper, and on instinct, I then yell out, Hey, I have a gun, and I'm not afraid to shoot! I actually didn't have any weapon at all, but I tried to make it seem like I was armed. This actually worked, as he then backed up and he ran off very fast. But to double check that I was relatively safe, I checked out my tent's sort of window. I slowly zipped it only half an inch, and to my horror, I saw a very tall and built man on the edge of the woods in my camp, and it couldn't have been more than like 50 feet away from me. The person must have seen me, because he, and I kid you not, actually waved at me. Yeah, a guy in the middle of the mountains at the dead of night fucking waved at me, then walked away. I'm a decently sized tall male at this point in time, but that man would have easily overpowered me in a fight. I sat up all night long until the sun came out, and I bolted the hell out of there. I haven't camped at all since. I really don't know what to take away from this except this. Never go outdoors and camp, even in familiar waters, without protection. Don't ever underestimate what could happen to you. Stay safe, y'all. Please. The story is not from my experience, but from my mother's point of view. She's told me this story a few times, and it actually caught my attention so I thought I could share it with your community. This is really short, so sorry in advance. My mom was probably like five or six years old when this happened, and it took place in Mexico. 
It was very late in the night, and on that same day, her dad told her that he had to go to the ranch and take care of a pregnant cow, as it was going to be giving birth that night. He asked her earlier that day if she wanted to join him, to which she denied. Once again, late that night, he had asked her again if she wanted to go with him, and again, her saying no. And with that, her dad left the house and walked to the ranch in the dark. Not that long ago, my mom chose to go after her dad because she actually did want to go. So she went up to her mom and she asked if she could go up to the ranch to help out. This made her mom very upset since her dad had asked her many times beforehand. So she then yelled at her to hurry up and go. It was very normal back then since it was very safe at night since it was a small town and not very much crime happened. My mother ran outside the house and then ran to the ranch. As she got to the ranch, she saw in the distance the small rundown barn. She felt relieved that she made it, and she slowed down her pace. When she was closer to the barn, she thought that she heard something scurry off the barn roof and then ran. She was confused, but she didn't think much of it until she heard it from behind her. She quickly turned around, and she then saw something that froze her in the same place. It was a cat. But the odd thing was that the cat looked a lot like her own cat that she had that died not that long ago. But she was taken aback when she noticed that the cat was not only alive, but it had two heads on it. It had not only its own head, but also one that was decaying. As you can imagine, this really freaked her out. So she ran as fast as her little legs could into the barn, to then the safety of her dad. My mom had always told me that she was absolutely positive that her cat was not actually alive. Has this ever happened to anyone else? Is this some kind of cryptid? I would really like to know if anyone has a theory on this. My mom passed away nearly 19 years ago. So each year when it gets close to her anniversary, my sister and I reminisce about her as well as our childhood in general. However, it was only this year that my sister told me about my mom's strange reaction when a stranger knocked on our door when she was 10 and I was 8, which may explain why she was so protective of us. Back in the early 90s, my family lived in a small Australian mining town, roughly around 300 people living in the town at the time, so everyone knew everyone. My family lived on the last street in town, which only had two houses. It was a little away from the other houses in town, so whenever my dad was at work, the screen door would be locked. It was just a small flimsy latch. However, my sister and I often were in and out of the house playing, using the front and back door as we had no fence separating the front and backyard, and we would often play with the neighbor's kids that were just down the road. My dad was on day shift, and my sister and I were home with mom on this day. I was playing in the backyard, and I'd used the back door that day, and my sister was hanging out with my mom in the house. There was a knock at the door, and when my mom answered, there was a strange man standing on the other side of the screen door. My sister hid behind my mom, only seeing the stranger briefly, but she remembers that he was tall and that he just gave her a really bad feeling, and she also remembers what was said between him and our mom. This is how the conversation went down. 
Hi, can I use your toilet? He asked. Um, no, sorry. There's public toilets at the tourist center. My mom said politely, pointing in the general direction. Go down the end of the road, go left, and you'll find it. The stranger just kept persisting no. Please let me use your toilet. I really need to shit. No, there's public toilets that you can go use. She was getting a little annoyed, but apparently still being polite, according to my sister. Please, I won't be long. I promise, he said. At this point, my sister said she saw our mom go visibly tense. She described it as our mom having her hackles up. Now, my mom was a small, polite, empathetic, and calm woman. However, she was also extremely fearless and tough as nails. I've seen her pick up hitchhikers in need, calm down angry, drunken men at parties. She literally speared a brown snake in the garden with a pitchfork. And I've also been told that she used to help wrangle cattle on my grandpa's station, even copping a few kicks before she moved to the city, where she then met and married my dad. So, seeing that this man made her visibly on edge had really scared my sister at the time. Look, you're not coming inside my house. My mom growled at the stranger. I don't know you from a damn bar of soap, so you need to fuck off. She closed the door and then locked it. All I really remember from that day was my mom acting strange. I had to come inside and bring the dog with me because my mom said there was a snake outside. Snakes are common in the area, so I didn't question it. She then locked the back door and windows before making multiple phone calls from our landline. Turns out she was calling her neighbor, who's also a stay-at-home mom. She wanted to warn her of the stranger danger before she called other people around town, who in turn makes calls as well. This was so that everyone in the town would be on the lookout for this creepy stranger within an hour or so. I'm not really sure what happened to make her react like that, and while my sister didn't see it, we both think that the man may have reached for the screen door handle. Either way, that stranger must have really spooked my mom out that day, as she became very protective of me and my sister right up until she passed away. This happened when I was 14. I live in the middle of nowhere, but I would go to school in the next town to me. So after school, I would go and hang out with my friends a lot. It was a Friday, and I decided to stay over at one of my friends' house for the night. It was going to be the four of us. Me, my friend Amara, Gabby, and Elise. During the remaining of the daytime, we had just watched some funny videos, ate snacks, and we just laughed at some stupid things until night came. The friend's house I was staying at was Amara's. Something about Amara is that her mom is a very laid-back mom. She pretty much lets her do anything and pretty much everything that she wanted to do. So when the night came, we all decided to go out and do something. We had talked about how there was an abandoned building down the road from us, and they were just going to get rid of it in a month anyways. So we decided to check it out. I mean, hey, we're young. We all decided to get flashlights and head down there. It was only a five-minute walk, but the entire walk there, we were all very anxious. Having heard all the scary stories about this building before, hence why it's getting taken down. The second we reached the building, we had all exchanged glances, seeing how uneasy we all were. 
After we all looked back at the house, we jumped, hearing a dog bark. We just laughed it off, but we could all see how uneasy we truly were. So, who's going first? I asked. It was pretty obvious no one wanted to go first, so I decided to go first. Walking up on the uneasy porch, hearing each piece of wood creak made the entire experience feel way more scary. I slowly creaked the door open, and I shined my flashlight in to see an empty room with stairs. I wave my three friends over, and they come in with me, but very cautiously. Walking up the stairs step by step felt like a fever dream. We finally reached the hallway, and to the right there was a door that looked like an attic type of door, and to the left was the kitchen, with many other doors that we assumed were the bedrooms. We first entered the kitchen, and we were then hit with the most disgusting smell I had ever smelled in my life. We all just exchanged glances, as we realized there were a dozen dead birds laying all around in the kitchen. It looked like there was some sort of ritual. We then slowly walked out of the kitchen and entered the bedrooms instead of leaving. Big mistake. As we entered the first bedroom, it was really just a bunch of boxes. So we went to the next one, where we then found a bin that was full of some kind of liquid. We all just looked at each other, not really knowing what the hell that liquid was, but it creeped us out. We all then hurried out of the bedroom, as we then heard the loudest slam ever. We ran to the stairs, but before we could reach them, we then realized what the slam was. It was the attic door. Whatever pushed the door made it fall completely off the hinges. We hurried down the stairs, and as we reached the bottom stair, Gabby stupidly ends up falling and knocking into all of us. And as we all tried to get up as fast as we could, we heard footsteps behind us hurrying down the stairs. The adrenaline made us rush to our feet faster than before and run the whole way back to Amara's house. We discussed the entire thing, and we all agreed that we definitely walked into something that we shouldn't have. Two weeks later, the house was completely demolished, and we haven't heard anything else since. I was 19 years old when my grandmother passed away and I decided to drop everything going on and moved to Wyoming to work in a lodge 30 to 40 minutes up a mountain. I worked there for a short time. I think this played a part in it, along with other little stalkers I had. So anyway, I met this really sweet husband and wife. We'll call them Jack and Jill. They were just staying for vacation, and they were staying at a cabin about 45 minutes away from my resort. So after I got off work, I hurried up, drove over the mountain, and I finally got there. On the way there, I was really enjoying the beautiful sights that the beautiful state gets to offer, along with herds of moose. When I got there, I filled up my car for the drive back. Then we had lunch. We had talked and got to know each other on the porch while watching the baby and mama moose that were just down the way from us, not too far away. So that became another conversation. And before I knew it, it was getting late, and by then it was super dark. Luckily, I had filled up my car when I got there due to it being closed. I started making my way, and I was probably about halfway back. And mind you, I lived on a mountain. I didn't have any phone service, 
and to contact my family via phone at the resort. It cost me 50 cents a minute. So I decided to just stop at the little pullout where you can get the slightest phone signal just enough to reach out. So I was just minding my own business and sitting in my car. Also, I should probably mention that the only cars you really see go by would be pulling in for service or views or just making their way over. You typically wouldn't see them again. So of course, seeing someone pull in, check out their car and play on their phone, I didn't really question that. At the time though, I wish I would have called the lodge and told them that I'm on my way back, but you live, you learn. So after I texted my mom, I looked up and there was this guy in a car parked right in front of me, and he was checking out his car. I just kept going on, getting ready to leave when the same car comes back. He then again gets out and he checks his car, looking around. He gets back into his car and he goes the opposite way of where I need to go. So, as soon as I couldn't see his headlights reflect on his taillights, I then booked it home. I drove fast at first to get ahead, but to my surprise, when I look in my rearview mirror, I see headlights. They aren't just faraway lights like they just came up behind me. No, they were literally right behind me. He must have drove back and noticed that I was gone, so he then hurried up and caught up to me. I was alone, 19 years old and I didn't have any type of self-defense other than my car. So of course, I get the chills. I start getting the scared shakes, and I step on it. I'm probably going about 75 to 80 around these corners, barely using my brakes at all. I come around a corner and down the hill on a straight stretch, and there was a herd of elk walking across the road. I really wasn't sure if I was going to make it, so my options were to slow down, and have this guy possibly run me off the road, or speed up and possibly hit one of the elk, and then have a broken car, making me more vulnerable to this weirdo. Thankfully, as soon as I got to the bottom where they were at, I just barely missed the butt of the last elk in the line. So at that point, I was looking everywhere for markers, so I knew how much further I was, and what felt like an hour later, but in reality was probably more like 15 minutes, I got to the lodge, the guy still riding my ass. I was stupid. I turned on my blinker and I then flew into the resort parking lot, flying into the bar parking lot. I left my car running, I was so scared. I then ran inside and I told the bartender all about it. When I looked at the road before I ran inside though to see if he was coming, he turned his blinker on and he then slowed down to turn until he then realized there was a bunch of cars and lights. Thank God it wasn't any later, and I'm so glad I got back safe. I was in a 2003 Ford Explorer back then. I don't have that same car anymore, but she did her job well. Again, sorry if my story was boring to some, but it made my heart pound writing it. So hopefully you get some kind of enjoyment from this. And to the crazy guy that was following me, I really hope to never see you again. Also, I would really like to thank you for the new fear you instilled in me. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always...